absolutely thrilled that you could join me. Uh, I, you know, both because, you know, Nathan, you might call you Nathan. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Nathan Bernard. Na- Nate or Nathan. It's all Nate, good. Nate, whatever, you know, it's fine. It's, it's, we're, we're a very casual show, business casual, uh, you know. Oh, I mean, I'm not wearing pants, but like theoretically, that's perfect. Like, it, yeah, that's, I was going to ask, someone, what are you wearing? At someone's job, that's business casual. Cool. I don't know what are you wearing. Is it, am I like, am I under or overdressed? Is the real question. I'm living you up know? in Maine, man. I'm literally on a lake right now. I was in a bathing suit a bit ago, but now I'm just hanging. Now I got a sweatshirt. It's kind of cold up here, so yeah, fully clothed at at, at this time. This is the discourse after dark. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> like, uh, please, everybody who's listening, put what you're wearing in the in the comment section. Uh, leave what you're wearing as an iTunes review. Uh, subscribe to the Patreon, and then like you know, and you can pay me ten dollars a month to tell me what you're wearing at any random point you'd like. Uh, no pictures though. I need to let my imagination run wild. I don't want to. I don't want to. Dilute the experience. <laughs> I'm glad you could join me because, like, you know, in many ways, I'm sure people who are listening are familiar with your work. Uh, and by work, I mean, you know, I, not to be sort of crass, but like you're trolling far right. <laughs> As well as your, the satire you've been doing through your media company, Bernard Media, a.k.a. BM Media. As someone who exists on the internet, you know, on the left, I am aware of the far right internet personalities, the, the multitude of them. But in some, and again, I, I find them to be an interesting curiosity and phenomenon, like that whole sort of alt-right, uh, you know, in its various analogs, right, right. Uh, it, but in some ways, not only, I, I've read the article about you that I guess I'll link it below for people who don't know your work, but I'm sure many people listening do, uh, um, you know, in Rolling Stone about, that calls you an alt-right troll. <laughs> Uh, and that you troll the alt-right as opposed to being like a literal alt-right troll a la like, you know, Cernovich or I don't know, any number of uh, dingo. Laura Loomer, Milo, all those kind of provocateur types, I guess. I don't think you can technically call Laura Loomer a troll, uh, I, both because I think it might count, constitute a, tro- a trope and also because of how she looks, it might constitute like an actual sta- an actual statement on her vi- her physical appearance. And I, we don't allow, we don't... <laughs> Something about that, literally, just before I got on this show, I saw a picture of her, which was, I guess her now Telegram is the one platform she has left. So I saw her little thumbnail photo. Uh, For what it's worth, she's gotten a lot of plastic surgery, for sure, on her face. Like, it was, she looks like a different person almost. It's it's nuts. Better Uh, or worse? Yeah. Uh, Better, I would say. You know, if I'm if I'm being honest, probably better, right? But like, it's not that Laura Loomer is unattractive; it's that she does her makeup like a child beauty pageant contestant. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's really like you know she's like it is still amazing that she's younger than I am. Uh, like that, like that, I you know that's just a surprise. That's just like a statement of fact. But like, she's not that unfortunate looking. She just pancakes on the makeup. Um, but again. You know, along with being an alt-right troll, I think part of that comes with, you know, being kind of an archivist, you know, a living archive of the alt-right and their various machinations. And so, you know, as somebody who is interested in that kind of cultural phenomenon that that in many ways was the alt-right, because I feel like the alt-right as a group has kind of is now defunct. Um, but, you know, obviously there there's no shortage of actual right wing extremists uh, online and offline. 
Uh, it definitely. I think it'd be great to have you on. You know, prior and you know, prior and wanting to have you on prior to even the like the sort of like the influx of new far right extreme personality drama that has kind of dropped over the past week. So I guess we you know to start. We'll start at the beginning, uh, more or less. So like, how did you get involved in this sort of activity of like trolling the alt right? Like, like what like what was the impetus? You have a very specific style, obviously. Thanks. I I couldn't even tell you what my style is personally. Like I just because I enjoy just kind of doing it and just posting. And uh, I mean, honestly, I think the the closest thing that I guess I could describe it as aside from trolling would be you know like archiving and everything like that. I mean, it's um I guess one of the first projects uh, that you know I guess would give some context uh, to the work and the archiving. Like Vic and I, Vic Berger, who's a video editor. Um, I guess like this was 2017, uh, we made two websites, um, one of which is called Cernovich Leaks, which had a bunch of, you know, Vic's edits of Mike Cernovich, weird Mike Cernovich, serial rapist, uh, Pizzagate propagandist. And so it was like a central location for people to pull clips if they wanted to show how bad of a guy he was. Um, that had some success. And then we made Milk Leaks, which was for Baked Alaska, who was, you know, like an alt-right troll. Um that used to work for BuzzFeed, but same idea, central location, archive. Uh, so yeah, I guess that's kind of how I got into it. Um, or at least, I, I guess at least that's kind of like the first project that, you know, was in the realm of these people. During I had met Vic during the election because I made a podcast called Who is Neil, which was like finding the identity of the people that were doing the Trump first replying. Um, I, I have a, like a tech background, so I had made a bot that was a little bit faster than them. And they, they DM'd me and like, you know, that was, um you know, I guess kind of those things were the first kind of interlude into all the far right trolling and whatnot. But um, definitely archiving is what it's been mostly. Yeah, I mean, I know, I guess part of the, I guess I call it archiving, but I guess, you know, to be more specific, a lot of even going back to the, what you described in Cernovich leaks, it seems to be about like just revealing who they are, but in a way that is obviously less, you know, I don't want to say discursive in the sense of like, it's not, you're not having back and forth with these people per se. Like, it's not like an argument about the, the, the veracity or the viability of like the kind of weird ethereal I mean, ideology that could be described as the what the alt right believed in, uh, but more it's just like embarrassing these fuckboys online because, like, because I mean, I, and I, I think that might, I don't say it might rub people the wrong way because I, I, that seems like a, a jump because I don't really believe anyone likes these people, you know, except for like their particular subsect of the internet. But I, I do think it's like it's the right way to go about handling them more or less like like not necessarily engaging in good faith with them because they're you know they're they're like they're more or less crypto or proto-fascist depending on like your, your who you're talking about or your perspective on them yeah i mean I, I agree with that to a certain extent right like they're not going to engage in good faith with you i don't think ever you know i don't think a conservative is ever going to admit that let's say they had any role in any of these, um, you know, far right, uh, you know, terror attacks or domestic terror attacks that we've seen just a ridiculous uptick on. Um, so, I mean, I don't think that, uh, I don't think like they would ever come at it from good faith. And I think, uh, you know, along with the archiving, just kind of showing the worst of them and letting them just hang themselves with their own words in a lot of cases. I mean, a lot of their content they make is so bad or so racist in the first place that you can just show it and, you know, it's already pretty ridiculous. So if you find the most, you know, 
absurd clips of them just being themselves, then that is, you know, content that a lot of people could understand and everything like Owen Benjamin failed comedian saying the hard R, you know, N word. It's like, all right. Like, and that's the punchline to a joke or something like that. That says something about that person. Right. But definitely. I mean, Owen Benjamin is like, is a, is a weird duck because I, and this, I guess this is going to go to what we're saying. Like the alt-right, it seems like it was forever ago at this point. And I must, it, it's probably barely a year or maybe a little bit over a year, maybe 18 months since like the alt-right was kind of a national phenomenon that the media was constantly trying to wrap their head around. Right. It seems like the alt-right came about as the result of, you know, 2016, the Trump election, you know, in, in in reality, it was kind of the the aftermath of the 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 Gamergate phenomenon. I guess you could say, where it's like the people who were able to sort of like develop large enough followers, the followings, getting like getting mad about fucking video games online, were able to kind of pivot that into more or less a neo reactionary movement, and that was that became the alt right. Uh, but like you know, and so like that happened over the course of two years, more or less, maybe again a full year, and somehow they were able to convince the media that they were an actual political entity that deserved like special recognition as like a political movement that was going to have a big effect in 2016 that wasn't true then and or that they would be around for a long time that they were actually like a burgeoning cultural movement that was going to have a lot of political say in the future a lot of tea party that wasn't true either and now it seems like you know 2018 like it's more or less they're gone right the, the alt-right at least as like people who self-identify as the alt-right uh, seem to be more or less gone, except for like the like the dregs of that movement, which are like the actual just the hardened like hardened irony people and the hardened like actual actual like Nazi Nazis, like like not like not sort of like pe- not people cosplaying Nazi or people who are kind of like trying to build their base with the alt right, but like you know, I think even Richard Spencer might have fucking abandoned the, the title. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I totally agree with you. I mean, that's uh like right after the election and again like you know they had some influence who knows how much influence they actually had with their pepe memes and everything but you know right after the election richard spencer was shouting hail trump um at some like you know political action conference or something in dc and then like you know just a year after that uh that you know neo-nazi guy drove his car through a crowd of people in charlottesville you know like it was um it was i mean like it, that was like it got to a pretty bad boiling point where you know you say things online and there's this weird abstraction which we i guess we can kind of talk about later too with like steven crowder and all that's kind of happening there with this online harassment but you know you look at online you know stuff and banter and then you know now we're at where whatever these guys are doing now going like supporting andrew yang or something but i mean you know those aren't the guys that um like the guys making a yang gang meme aren't the guys that are going to go like drive their car into a crowd of people because they're ideological white nationalists or something right and like those people like you said they certainly still exist and they'll always exist um but you know the the kind of pepe meme (laughs) phenomena you know i think that i think um without trump i don't think they have as much kind of 
branding and ability to distribute their content because no one gives a shit about Andrew Yang. Like they made a bunch of bad Yang memes and like pass them around Reddit and everyone's like, who cares? You know, like it didn't it didn't boost him necessarily at all. Going on Joe Rogan's podcast boosted him. But I think um, you know, it definitely has died down, but you know, that's it's left the hardcore people certainly uh certainly still exist. And there's good people that cover that stuff for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think now I think that you make a point. You can make a good point in highlighting the sort of the Charlottesville, yeah, Charlottesville uh, march for free speech or whatever, whatever bullshit like coded term they use for like a white supremacist march. Uh, mm-hmm. Unite like, the right or whatever. Yeah, yeah, unite the right rally. Number one, uh, number two was like fifteen people. Like you know, it looked like it looked like a birthday party for a kid that no one particularly likes. Um, yeah, yeah, it was bad. Yeah, but like you know, at highlighting that, I guess sort of like the turning point in the alt right sort of like political viability both in terms because from my, from my standpoint it's like alt-right was always and this is something that we I guess people were discussing in earnest in the, like, the midst of it like alt-right how are they different from neo-fascists how are they different from you know crypto-fascists like, like, like basically what is the ideology that unites like the alt-right you know what, what, what do they believe in right uh, and like and here's why you shouldn't call them fascists or Nazis because they're not you know because it just makes the, it just hardens them it makes them you know dis, it makes them sort of turns them to the far right it does all the it makes them actual nazis but like i think that that you know i've highlighted in the past i think that that event the unite the right rally and like the act the you know shifting you know from like talks of violence and ironic holocaust jokes and ironic racism and ironic you know online memes about like gassing all the jews or like you know etc to like an actual display of physical violence by one of the proponents was enough to kind of get people like to enough of a shock to the system both to the media and to the people who were kind of in the mood they all right who were you know i don't want to say tricked into supporting fascism because that guy kind of like denies them of their responsibility and you know as as a former far right leaning individual myself I, I believe in personal responsibility that like this new right is always talking about how it's the fault of women and the fault of the negro and the fault of like the jewish person like they're like their failures and that's why i had to leave and join the left personally uh, I, I, you got you got you know you got to take responsibility for yourself the left simply the right just simply doesn't believe in personal responsibility anymore uh it, it's it, you hate to see it you know it's it's a it, it, you hate you really do anyway no no self-respect but like I think that was when people stopped looking at it as kind of just like an online cultural movement based around memes like oh these are like this is like a hate group which people were saying obviously before right this is, like, this is a hate group I mean certainly part of their grift and their whole grift really is their brand so uh, that is like labels to a certain extent I suppose like you know don't matter as much are they alt-right are they far-right are they center-right you know like Ben Shapiro wants the vast majority of the same things that the alt-right does, right? Like he would put any brown person in a concentration camp, essentially, right? Like he just wouldn't put Jews in concentration camps. Like he's not, there's not too much of a difference between him and a Richard Spencer ultimately. And I think, I mean, further along with the meme things, not only talking about how it influences elections and votes, but kind of radicalizing people. I mean, I think to a certain extent it has an influence, like just kind of meme culture and whatnot. But I think like the the influencers really have a lot of the burden of, you know, passing out ideology and radicalizing people. And that's like, you know, that's um, 
you know, it could be anyone from a Ben Shapiro to a Richard Spencer, right? Because there's not too much different between those people, you know, to get to from Ben Shapiro to Richard Spencer isn't like that big of a leap, really, right? Like it's it's a hop through Stefan Molyneux or someone. It's, um, you know, it's all these people are in it together, regardless of the label. Oh, you definitely, know? definitely. And I, I do want to touch on Stefan Molyneux because like he, he is perhaps my favorite of like, you know, like if, if they were if they were Pokemon, Stefan Molyneux would be my my uh, shiny Gyarados. Uh, because <laughs> like Stefan Molyneux, usually when you're dealing with racists or reactionaries online, right, you know, whether they be neo fascists or crypto fascists or like, you know, sort of your kind of less uh, less ideologically coherent, just like reactive anti SJW YouTuber a la Sargon of Akkad. It's like you can kind of map their like their ideology a little bit. You know, like, you know here's what they're like, you know, they're angry that, you know, uh you know, Warren Wilson College in fucking North Carolina has a has a, a third year elective that teaches like you know, herstory. It's like that's what they're angry about. And they they view that as the end of Western civilization, you know. Uh and you can kind of say, yeah, the the, the you know whether they're like that reactive SJW or you know they're alt right or their IDW or their etc. It's like that's just a labeling thing. That's like that's a branding exercise. And part exactly. of that branding exercise is because like the moment people get hip to the fact that oh this is just run of the mill conservatism or like fascism, it becomes it becomes less appealing to the majority of the population. At least the people who they wanted to be appealing to which is the youth you know the, the youth uh, which is younger people younger people like are very conservative I mean they're not very conservative younger people are you know more or less just as conservative as their parents are but they culturally speaking you know we don't necessarily the media you know like, let's say like TV movies they don't lend themselves to like re- propping up like active conservatives versus like conservatism conservative ideals as like worth becoming in worth mimicking worth identifying with it's like, you know, like people make fun of like republicans on tv all the fucking time like, it's, it's super cool super easy uh but like there's, there's nothing new about these groups stefan molyneux i like because like he's fucking insane like stefan molyneux is fucking like literally crazy and like i remember a few weeks ago maybe months ago now where he was like saying that trees were communist because like and i was like he was like well if you know if uh if we think that carbon dioxide is bad how come we want to plant more trees don't they produce carbon dioxide and i was like what the fuck are you jesus christ i was like dude i don't even like aren't the canadians were smart i was like what like what well there's something there's something weird honestly going on from like these canadian far-right influencers especially from youtube i mean molyneux uh lauren southern isn't she from canada i mean well she retired now oh yeah now she's retired steven crowder he's from canada steven crowder is canadian too so i mean there's um there's a whole slew of canadian people that are coming out from the far right Oh yeah, Peterson. Peterson what am I saying? Oh, yeah. Canadian. Mm-hmm. There's this very clear trajectory that people who are smarter than me, or who spend rather who spend all their time doing this, you know, doing this kind of work, have understood like, hey, like this, tra- this trajectory where people are going into Fox News. You have, let's say you have a million, two million, five million people who start watching Fox News. And then you go from Fox News into, you know, Glenn Beck, right? Let's say a Glenn Beck type figure. And you go from Glenn Beck to, uh, you know, 
IDW, Ben Shapiro, yep. uh, you know, like and like and so yeah, like you're slowly shaving people off Definitely. or you're like a Alex Jones, et cetera. And, you know, so you go going from 5 million at the first, at the first step to like 4 million at the second step to 3 million to 2 million. And like, so by the time you get to like Stormfront, uh, you know, Stormfront or any other white national or mm. Gab, right. You know, what any for people who are too racist, too Nazis, too much of a Nazi yep. for Twitter, which is an incredibly high bar yeah. to reach, right. To be like, to actually be expelled from Twitter for being, white supremacists yes. is a high bar uh you know it, like, like you may only have like five hundred thousand people fifty thousand people left who are actually like that but like they, but it's obviously mm-hmm. a grooming thing right it's like you know so like if you find yourself as like a part of that sort of you know lo, you know a streamline as part of that trajectory part of that funnel part of that pipeline to the far right you know i as a person would you know and like if you said like hey you like the, like the discourse chad like chad v's the discourse is the third step in the line to people becoming like i don't know you know part of the nation of islam i would you know i the next step is from like you know it people go hey you know they, they watch blackish on tv <laughs> then they you know watch the steve harvey show <laughs> then they listen to like the fucking discourse then they join the nation of islam i would have you know as a person i would say okay well you know how many people uh is the nation going to give me a kickback and you know like a mm. recruitment fee and also like am i comfortable with that like do i like do i is there something weird about my about my material that that like lends itself to being like a gateway into let's say uh you know the the nation of islam and if it is am i okay with that it's but you know you seem to have the far right people who are just like they've cultivated this fan base and this is why i think that they are responsible right where they don't even feel comfortable saying things like Hitler was bad, right? Where it's not like they go out there and they go like, oh, yeah, Hitler was bad. The Holocaust was bad. Like, they mince words. You're, you know, your Candace Owens is mince words about, like, hey, Hitler was a bad dude who did some real bad shit. Like, they go, oh, you know, Hitler wasn't that bad. Like, you know, it really, his his problem was that he tried to expand into the rest of Europe. But had he only tried to make Germany Horrible. great again, it's like... Like, it's like, but then, then you play those words back to her and she's like, how dare you? It's like, well, it's like that, that leads me to believe that you know there's something wrong with this, but you're doing mm-hmm. it anyway, which is a different kind, which is a different sort of calculation in my opinion. But maybe, you know, you have a different thought on it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think to what you were saying before, too, the, the least that these people could really do, and I think the least that people are asking, you know, someone like a Ben Shapiro or, you know, any of these people to do about you know, their actions or their rhetoric inspiring real world action is just kind of to reflect and ask themselves truly if they can tone back some of the things they say, like if there's 680 million radical Muslims in the world coming to kill you and your family or something, it's like, you know, you can maybe rethink that a little bit. And I think, uh, you know, to go further, just on the whole brand of kind of the IDW and just kind of looking at what happened with the alt-right, I think that the brand of the IDW is also becoming a bit toxic now too, which is at least, at least some of the members in the IDW themselves, you know, are becoming toxic or just kind of liabilities like Dave Rubin or someone, right? Like, you know, he's supposed to be the liberal guy. He only has on all conservatives all the time. He doesn't know what he's talking about every, like, you know, all these guys are also a weird trend is they're all kind of failed comedians and stuff. So, you know, they all have these weird, uh, whatever brought them together in this group, you know, people are onto it, whether seeing that it's kind of an old shtick or seeing that, 
you know, uh, these people are having influence and leading people to far right kind of beliefs, um, in some cases, neo-Nazism and leading to terror attacks, then, you know, that brand becomes toxic as a result of those things. And, uh, you know, I guess that, you know, that kind of sparks some drama and sparks some unrest and everything. But, um, you know, it, uh, there's definitely, there's definitely similarities to what happened to, you know, the alt-right brands, uh, that's also happening. It's seemingly to the IDW, which is also cool and, uh, hardening to see, you know, like I'm, I'd be happy to see them fracture and fail. I think, uh, a lot of people would. Well, I mean, it seems like they are fractioning and failing pretty, pretty quickly, more or less. I mean, like, well, I guess quickly is not like they've been popular more or less for eight for eight months. And this is where I said, I think Laura, Lauren Southern, who, again, is not really part of the IDW or alt right. She exists kind of in this, at least from my opinion, um, my understanding, rather, which is probably less comprehensive than yours. That she listens to sort of this weird ethereal space that's occupied by like hot, blo- hot ish or at least, you know, vaguely pretty blonde chicks who are like who say racist mm-hmm. things uh like online yeah. uh for sure know, and like and she's seeing like i think she's seeing the writing on the wall like oh this grift is probably over and i'm leaving uh getting what i'm getting is good. yeah you know like i mean i don't i don't even know that much about her honestly the, the only thing that i heard about her was when i first heard about her it was because she was like shooting flares at migrants or something you're right. Oh like, yeah, she like was. That's, the, there are a lot of Lauras and Laurens in the, in the, in the yeah. neo-Nazi. Movement. Well, she used to work for Rebel Media too. So there's like this whole kind of career trajectory of, like you said, like Laura Loomer at the time I think was blonde, uh, and she worked for Rebel Media, and they just give you a microphone. They basically say, "Go on the street and look pretty and say racist shit to people." Yeah, like do racism. No, no, no offense, but like that, like those job qualifications might you know be a little high for Laura Loomer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the plastic surgery, right? I mean, she literally, when she was there, she also got a nose surgery and she posted, like, I think that was the first of her plastic surgeries when she was at the Rebel, which again is like first place that Lauren Southern was at too. Um, and she, uh, Laura, she, um, you know, she posted all the pictures of the nose surgery and stuff to uh, Instagram because she got a discount on the plastic surgery or she got it for free, potentially, her nose job. Uh, so that was a whole just kind of drama thing. But they're all the same you know just go on the street uh blonde chick on the street say racisms then you know if you're lucky enough you'll get a job at fox news or you know you'll be racist enough to have a successful youtube channel or something and that's a uh, you know that's where i see lauren southern at at least but yeah i mean she's certainly uh she's one of those people that you know has been on ben shapiro's show been on steven crowder's show she's been on the rubin report uh she's talked with tim pool and all those folks right like there's a lot of shows. you know it's this it's yeah it's it's the whole same crew of people well, i mean ultimately. it's the same crew of people like and so many of them well at least i guess we'll have to run sort of like through a lot of the drama to sort of talk about individuals because right now you mentioned owen benjamin i will say i have a soft spot on my part for owen benjamin because like after after he was exiled from the alt-right for b for like tweeting vaguely sexually suggestive things at uh david hogg for three months post a <laughs> shooting uh that, yeah. that, that went a little far for the you know that went a little far for their taste um you know he had that breakdown in his girlfriend's father's backyard um where he sort of like 
where he sort of became very critical of the alt right, and they're like, you know, it, it basically he, he put out a, a fake friends, a fake friends, you know, the kind of like fake friends video that like a sixteen year old girl would put out, like when, like what like you know on a Facebook after like she finds one of her like closest friends talking shit behind her back or like making out with her boyfriend, like it was one of those videos, like where he was very he was very obviously intoxicated, and like he kind of just ran through like all of the the flaws of the far right, you know, Joe Rogan as being this like weird kind of vaguely like inconsistent like uh you know pseudo philosopher and you know sam harris in his tiny hands or whatever or i'm sorry his soft hands uh yeah yeah yeah. And and now he's kind of become this like weird conspiracy theorist youtuber where like all he talks about is hitler being you know like being unfairly treated by the media because he actually discovered the hollow earth and but also the earth is flat and nasa is lying to you because like nasa because nasa is hebrew for to deceive or some shit so like you know like still a lot of the same underlying tropes of like of racism and anti-semitism but now he's sort of pivoted into like the conspiracy like sort of the like the more the more apolitical conspiracy theories which i which i i have a soft spot in my heart for flat earth theory and like the flat earth podcast that i listen to they love owen benjamin uh like they they love they love him he's anti owen benjamin's anti-vaxxer now like he like he's like he's really he's really sort of like like pivoted into a different uh population and again i think it's kind of a lateral move you know ultimately speaking i feel like there's a lot of overlap at least not if, if not actual overlap in terms of people who belong to like both the flat earth group or like the anti-vaxxer movement and like the idw like it's the same type of person like the same type of like easily led person who is very who's very convinced that they're smart and that their experiences are are you know more or less the objectively right ones and they have all the tools they need in their head to like suss out the lies and truths in the world and so all they need is like some dude on youtube uh uh, to tell them like where to start and like you know it's 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 great it's it's a it's a great sort of it's it's a great move for him because like the idw is more or less dead yeah i mean i, I definitely like i think um you know there's no problem with conspiracy theories talking about aliens or whatever right like i, I think that stuff is pretty harmless honestly um so if that's what he's doing you know pretty much lateral like you said but better than going and uh you know doing jokes just where he says the n-word or you know talks about hitler or something i mean the things the things that i've seen from him at least recently are just kind of looking back at the skits that he did with steven crowder i mean one of them the first one that i had seen which some folks may know is he did about a 40 second skit where him and steven crowder two jews during world war ii hiding out in their attic uh in a nazi overrun city and uh, the gestapo is downstairs played by steven crowder in full you know gestapo uniform like ss kind of uniform and uh, you know, Owen Benjamin and Steven Crowder are eating porridge or something. The name of the the name of the clip is like comedians in an attic eating porridge, right? Like so fucking bad. And they say some joke. Crowder says some joke, and Owen Benjamin laughs too loud, and the Gestapo hears them and is basically like, "I'm gonna come fucking kill you." And that's the punchline. That's it. Like, and then it ends, and it's just like, that's not even, "Wow." That's like that's like that's like that's the joke. It's just like the Gestapo got them. Like 
they're you know they're dead now and it's like fuck man and like you know that's like so that's that's one of the clips i had seen and then uh there's another one that was just popping up uh where you know owen benjamin is riding in the back of this uh cab with uh steven crowder playing uh the passive aggressive asian spy i think it is or chinese spy his name is ming and um He's like, you know, driving Benjamin around and Owen Benjamin, what is, he's like, oh, my hair is, you know, like itching so much. I don't know why it's itching so much. Um, and then Ming, Steven Crowder is like, well, you know, it couldn't be because someone put, you know, poison ivy in your shampoo at the hotel. And it's like, oh, like, you know, these sneaky Chinese, you know, doing things you don't know. And then the sketch just goes on with more of that being like, I'm Chinese and we're going to infiltrate your government and fuck you like you dumb American. American and just laden with lots of, um, you know, um, anti <laughs> anti racism yeah just look, heavy racism i mean he's wearing buck teeth look, and stuff I mean, that's, 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 right that's like old school that's, that's some that's some like, i mean that's some hardcore that's just straight up like i mean he's done other ones where wearing i mean you it's the equivalent of wearing blackface i mean like, or I mean, like that's like that's like that's you know? some, that's some like, loquisha shit but like oh yeah listen, i mean we're just jealous because as you know the writer's getting much better at comedy and it's, and it's <laughs> that's a that's a meme that i had i had used i feel almost at one point i remember starting to feel guilty and like self-loathing because I just used it too much and I was like oh this is way too easy just you could put this next to so many goddamn things that pop up if you're just kind of monitoring this stuff or looking at these different feeds just goddamn like you know it's it's horrible but yeah I'd say that's a great movie. yeah it's great because like the right isn't funny they like they they lack they lack the ability to be funny because like a well for a variety of reasons both because like they're, like, they're stupid but also because like they have a very you know, whether you're talking about the IDW or the alt right or just like, you know, run of the mill neocons or paleocons or whatever, the one thing that unites all of them is like a victim complex or rather a complex victimology, right? They perceive themselves as being the victim of some sort of a large scale assault on, you know, them, which they often frame, like I said, you know, as they as they say, right, as like Western civilization or America or the Republic, some like lofty, you know, they, they associate themselves with some sort of lofty institution that is, you know, responsible for all civilization and civilized life currently you know in all technological progress um and so that kind of handicaps their ability to be able to make good jokes at least make good political jokes because like they have a very skewed understanding of power right like they don't like they don't understand like the the power dynamics as they actually exist they just understand the power dynamics as they exist in like they're sort of like weird uh crybaby heads and so like everything every joke they come up with is always punching down and it's not and like and also like they're not very funny bro like just as people like but but like their joke construction is always either incredibly racist or like they get themselves riled up basically or just or like the nick DePaolo fucking phenomenon where they get themselves all riled up basically you know all riled up against straw man that they created themselves you know that until they can't really sort of process the react fact that these don't exist right this is not a real thing that exists like you know like the, the, the purple haired sjw is not a real thing like it's like it's like it's one chick like more or less it's like it's like five chicks that exist across the united states of america and like you know like it, that's just it like you're getting you're getting you're getting mad over nothing like they're you know now youtube is being forced to reckon you know in steven crowder with their 
you know, essentially with their algorithm and like with the people who they allow to sort of to manipulate their platform to groom impressionable young men to like cultivate these platforms that are entirely they're entirely revolve around like not only kind of like coded racism, like you know, like the anti SJW videos or whatever, but like just explicitly racist and homophobic statements like Steven Crowder. And then because like he Steven Crowder is like he's the ideal YouTube content creator, more or less. Yeah, I mean I think one thing, though, to say just about the offensive content and especially about Steven Crowder just and being an ideal kind of creator for YouTube is that, yeah, they're they know like they, they the only like humor could be that it's offensive and everything. And it could just be that they have really bad senses of humor, but like content, they know how to make content that offends people. And they do that also because they know it makes content go viral because like if you make a viral piece of content, you're like one of an easy way to go viral and make a viral piece of content rather is like if people are going to, if you say something offensive, right, which, you know, they could even just say like making that shirt or something. Socialism is for fags, right? They know if they make a video about that or something, there's going to be people that comment and support of that and there's going to be obviously people who get really really pissed about it and that only gets amplified when you're talking about really touchy issues like you know lgbtq community or you know the muslim community um or you know uh, feminism right like these are all key things that will garner a lot of conversation a lot of argument just stir things up and they know that these platforms like youtube and like twitter any social platform really that allows people to engage in a conversation, Reddit for that matter, right? Like they, YouTube especially rewards that sort of interaction just because it's engagement, regardless of what that sort of engagement is, whether it's a thousand people commenting that, you know, um, you know, Crowder's a Nazi or something, or, you know, it's everyone laughing and being like, yeah, fucking let's like punch a commie or some shit, or like, let's crucify a socialist, like, you know, or punch the fag on the street, right? Like that all rewards Crowder and the whole system itself, like from YouTube and all these platforms is just so broken. Right. So it's, um, it's, it's tough, right. Is what I'm saying ultimately, but that's how I feel about the content too. Exactly. Right. The content is one thing, but I mean, I, and I agree with you on some aspects, but I think that, you know, social media, like the, the name of the game is engagement and positive versus negative engagement doesn't really mean anything from the standpoint of the platform, right? The bad press you get from people, you know, calling Facebook a haven of Nazis and, you know, and like, and tweeting at Jack to, hey, get, you know, like keep, keep your Nazis off the site, et cetera, et cetera. Like, but for an actual like lawsuit that is able, a criminal suit that's able to like attach Twitter with like a hate crime or some other criminal violation or even, or even like a civil suit that like it makes them financially culpable for whatever, they're not going to change anything. Where I think YouTube is a little bit different and as we've been, as we've been talking, as you know, you probably don't notice as we've been talking, YouTube decided that Stephen Crowder's videos don't violate the terms of services, so they're going to keep them up. The ones. Oh, are you fucking serious? Yeah, exactly. Oh man, well I'm going to have to go on Twitter tonight then. Jesus, or right tomorrow morning. Yeah. God damn it! I just saw this. Like they're like, like, oh, you know, we're sorry. It's very hateful, but it doesn't, you know, it doesn't violate terms of service. Where I think that YouTube is different is that YouTube very like YouTube's algorithm, and I don't know. I guess I know why it works like this. You know, not necessarily from a not necessarily from a technical standpoint. That's more your field, but like, like it does seem to be like grooming people to be part of the alt-right or into neo-fascism 
and like I often joke that like if like if you watch like one video about I don't know of you, you watch one video game trailer the next video it, it suggests to you with like a fucking like you know accomplished of Hitler's best speeches but like it's true like like like, it, like there is this very weird trajectory that I think that if you that that people have been noticing for a while now but like it's becoming more and more it, it's always been apparent to me where it's like there are so many paths to end up you know seeing far right content that otherwise you wouldn't be seeing like exposing yourself to far right content from relatively innocuous uh starting points that it's almost as though like it's funneling people towards these videos right so i, I from my standpoint what i get is like for me it's like i don't use youtube for any kind of political viewership right the only things i watch on youtube you know consistently are like one like like maybe like movie trailers for new fucking superhero movies like a few video game trailers like some like you know some of those like those cute little fucking stupid ass like video essays about movies from like rando content creators but never anything political but like every so often i'll watch a video about like a fucking comic book or video about a video game and in my suggestions it'll just be oh how about some jordan peterson or how about some you know how about some ben shapiro like ben shapiro destroys sjw college student with his fucking big cock of logic and you're like what no, i mean because that's, that's what they're all called and like it used to be a little bit subtler than that where they okay I, i'll watch this video about the dark phoenix saga because i want to know what this, this movie's about right you know the movie's coming about starring starring sansa or Arya stark where she plays gene gray i want to know what the dark phoenix saga is etc oh i watched that video you know what else is it suggesting to me it's like oh how SJWs are ruining Marvel comics like oh a whole bunch of videos about how like there's now a Muslim superhero how do I you know how, like where does it what do I go from there it's like oh how Muslims are ruining how SJWs are ruining college campuses etc and like you need fall you can it's very easy to fall down this rabbit hole I think that's the conversation we were having about trajectory where like, like there's like there is this trajectory that was a little bit harder to this path rather there was this path that was a little bit harder prior to youtube like becoming fucking weird to find yourself on and to like you know into like be led down but it appears as though like youtube is is for some reason or not like or for some reason that may be entirely monetarily based is now leading people towards not only fascism but pedophilia now that's that's the that's a new weird thing they're doing um Oh yeah, I saw that article. It seems as though it's entirely because like they have this weird hands-off approach that's entirely automated. And it, it and it's rewarding, like you said, some of like the worst content creators and worst I mean terms like worst for our society and not like but like because they're the best performing. There's always this sort of language of victimhood and that like, you're like you're not being victimized by, you know, capitalism, which I think was the far less interpretation of like the, the same phenomenon the far left interprets as like, hey, this is a result of capitalism. This is a result of like, you know, late stage capitalism late modernity like being unable and insufficient to meet the basic needs socially and materially of most of the population they're like actually it's the result of like purple haired girls on fucking college campuses in liberal arts and etc which is i guess the new thing where like jordan peterson is meeting with like fascists in europe to like talk about abolishing colleges which i mean you would like you would think that that doesn't make any sense if you like listen to them talk about how much they love liberal institutions and how much they love democracy and how much they love western civilization but really it makes all kinds of sense when you realize that hey this is just the modern incarnation of them like the whole purple aired 
the hip hop brotherhood, SJW, like minorities, BLM on campus, BDS on campus. Like it's just, it's just a new version of like Jewish liberal college professors are indoctrinating your kids. Like, like it's more or less that. But like it's that community that's so seductive, you know. And whether you're talking about, and this is why I compare it to the flat Earth people. It's just like, like that community is so seductive that you can be seduced by just the sociality of it, right? That hey, I you know, like. I have people around me who are passionate about something and they want me to be around and they have like a language that I can learn and they, you know, they have like a lexicon of memes, a lexicon of like slang, a lexicon of jokes, inside jokes I can be part of, this community of practice. And all I gotta do is repeat these jokes. And even if I don't believe in racism, even if I don't believe that the earth is flat, even if I don't believe that barefoot is in fact legal, uh, like if I pretend to be believe this, I have friends, I have purpose, I have, and by, you know, I don't wanna say people are tricked into it, but they certainly are seduced up until the point in which it becomes becomes like too real which i think was charlotteville definitely well i think i think also i mean just what you said i mean it's basically just cognitive dissonance right like and that's for young folks that are finding these communities online or anything or like you know old maga boomer people that you know may want all this exact same things as you know like health care for their kids and education for their kids and jobs for their kids in the future but you know they only want it for white people and like there's a cognitive dissonance that allows them to survive and live in this country just like there's a cognitive dissonance to you might not be a neo-nazi but you know you're a kid posting um gas chamber memes online or whatever right like because you have a community and you have people to laugh with now and that's pretty good right and then i mean um yeah exactly it's like the language and i mean um like there's nothing like you said like like that itself just having the community is making your life better regardless of reading whatever book jordan peterson has right or like book bench bureau has just having the the subreddit that you can go to having the youtube comments having a twitter community having any of this makes their lives better already so they're going to listen to these people also when it's not about just making your life better or self-help and then it turns into being about politics or like you said being about trans people all have cancer or something right like you know it's it's you know it turns into something totally different right the trans agenda yeah it's it's and that like that's the side that i don't like obviously i don't think there's anything wrong with people finding communities and you know in having a better life because they have some sort of social outlet even if it's online but it just turns into a way to you know i guess radicalize people right and that's um it's no good well definitely i mean at, at you know, of course, like Cernovich and Ben Shapiro, I, I don't want anyone to misunderstand what I'm saying with like, like they are like they're seductive insofar that there is a wide population of people who are ready to be seduced, who are like there's a lot of marks out there for them who, like I said, already believe more or less in racism, already believe more or less in homophobia, already believe more or less in misogyny. And these believe and like and they're being left without community due to a variety of reasons. 
and all it takes is like some dumbass to recognize that hey like there are a bunch of people out there who need a home and i can give them something to believe in like they're not smart it's like you know they would do they would they would they have what you call like low intelligence it's like, like they're entirely reactive and these are more or less these and for the most part these are just like jordan peterson it may be may have a phd but he's not he's not smart in the sense that like he is someone worth listening to about like society definitely not it's just like he's he's like he's operating reactionally like not not a reactionary i guess you know a sort of a synonym for like conservative but like he like his politics are reactive you know like, like he is just like he hasn't thought through any of this whether it be marxist you know whether it be fucking like the like the role of like the role of gender in society he's just an, a grumpy old man who's like who's like you know spouting what he believes in and who is convinced that he's that he is literate on basically every topic and i think that's a big part of what makes not him seductive but makes the alt-right seductive or the far right or idw seductive is because they teach people that they you know more or less you're an expert on everything that you're an expert on everything without even having to try and you know like all you have to do is think about if, if you think about marx hard enough never read any marx besides the fucking uh the besides the fucking wikipedia entry never read anything on gender but besides what you remember from like 10th grade biology like you already know everything you need to know and i think that's seductive for people who are a conditioned to believe that they already know everything because society conditions people to believe they're everything and b are just looking to you know are looking to feel good about themselves broadly speaking you know like it's it's self-help it's self-help for i mean it's chicken soup for the racist soul more or less no it is i mean that's that's the thing also and i feel like the whole thing also comes back to just really it's not a it's nothing new that these people are doing right it's just all the answers when it really comes down to it is just immigrants or the other anyone that's different than we are the problem and that weird victimhood is just uh it's a really simple way to look at the world and obviously not reality and it makes sense to a lot of people and like you're saying it's a lot of you know people that could be easily susceptible to just believe the most basic thing um you know that could be presented to you as truth or you know anything online that you see as true you see a video about george soros being a nazi collaborator and suddenly george soros is a nazi collaborator yeah because no one's anything up but i think people don't look at whether you know and that's like a broad problem whether it's like politicians coming on twitter and like just like saying things that are entirely just inconsistent with their record uh or whether it's just like people pointing, you know, people just spreading a hundred percent falsehoods, uh, but about George Soros, it's just like no one's gonna really like the people who are gonna look it up, or people who actually care about it being fact versus who just care about us being kind of like a symbolic thing to rally around for for their team, is like it's more or less like it's it's like ten to one. It's like unless you already don't believe, like once you've drunk that Kool Aid, it's like you know not that I mean that sort of in the Jim Jones way, not the well, I mean in the Jim. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Not, not in the racist, like, black people like Kool-Aid thing. Uh, you know. I know. Yeah, yeah, no, I got you. I mean, Jim Jones, not Jim Jones. Uh, you know, uh, South America, not dip, not Dipset. Uh, no, I mean, but, and, like, and people make fun of, like, so it, this this community, right, definitely, but, like, that kind of radicalized, radical, that kind of radicalizing community is also very isolating, right? Because it teaches you, it, because you know, communities that teach you, like, a specialized lexicon, or, like, that use, that use this kind of slang, like, necessitate that you be isolated from 
uh, society at large like once you become indoctrinated like by like the alt-right into like the alt-right memes and speaking that way and like examining the world that way and like in like you you pepper in slurs into your into your fucking like your uh like your speech you know as like at the re not the reaction that's like just like a, a normal thing like you can't really exist in society at large the same way right and i think that, i mean people make fun of the whole like the n-word is a gamer word thing but that's real it's like, like that like that's like that's a real totally. issue it's like and it sounds silly but like if if the community that you're in like and you should know better obviously and i think this is the part where you know i don't want to again i don't want to absolve anyone of their culpability of it because you should know better and, I, and a lot of the times especially when we talk about the alt-right which again is now defunct it's like people wanted to mince words about whether or not like everyone in the group was a nazi or just some people it's like well you know at a certain point it's like you have to understand like that kind of plausible deniability of like we don't know which one is a nazi was something that the nazis were hoping for like they, they yeah, it may be only one out of every a thousand an alt-right person was like an actual neo-nazi but they were using that kind of veneer of everyone not being like everyone to like to like disguise the fact that hey what we're trying to do is launder nazism launder fascism launder like that ideology or at least that ideology's talking points into the mainstream so we can eventually legitimize nazism and then be you know take over the planet but like once you like normalize that language to yourself as part you know within that community it becomes impossible to like communicate outside of it because you i mean not impossible but like you have to code switch and like in you or you and you turn and people tend to like you know there are a lot of people having heated gaming moments where it's like yeah because like once you you know find yourself in a moment where you're at high energy high stress high whatever you know like you're you know you sort of lose the ability to speak in the proper language or slang of the environment like you, you sort of fall back on the, the one that you feel most comfortable with which just happens to be full of slurs and homophobic memes like and there are a lot of people whether it be papa john schnatter uh who's now receiving the medal of freedom via trump for uh combating diversity jesus uh no that's that's a joke that he's not <laughs> it's tiger woods <laughs> that's that's what we call satire uh like you know like it, it, it's not it doesn't absolve anybody of that but it, it's, it's it's something that's worth understanding like yeah like these people are like and then they have you right like once you like are communicating on their level and like you can't really exist in society like by the time you like you start trying to integrate out outside information and it's too late they got you and like, like the only thing you're reading now is ben shapiro and when you read something that's not ben shapiro like you said when you read something that oh george soros is not a nazi collaborator like, well, that's just fake news it's like ben shapiro tells me that he is or i like, guess not ben shapiro but like i don't know stephen crowder or whatever totally no i mean and you know it just becomes pedantic and you know pc or lame or whatever and tedious to just constantly debunk this stuff but if you don't then it's just passed off as truth constantly and it's like you know the indoctrination for all this it can be said i mean not just of the alt-right but really of any internet community you get kind of indoctrinated into like a weird twitter the leftist twitter you know that's a there's indoctrination and jokes and everything and in jokes that are in that as well it's just not something fucking crazy like Stefan Molyneux you know advocating for you know like on his free domain radio show Stefan Molyneux used to tell his listeners that like you should never see your family you should run away from your family and pretty much just listen to his cult radio show and like you know it's um 
they mimic the actions that they do. Like Mon, you told a story along with saying to run away from his family that uh, his, I guess his girlfriend at the time uh, or his partner or whoever, uh, her parents came to his house because they were wondering why their daughter wasn't getting in touch with them or anything. and was just hanging out with his fucking seemingly cult leader and Mullen you told the story on his radio show that they just hid in the attic and like hid around the house and everything and didn't answer the door and dodge the parents so it's all this weird like this is a full grown man doing this also like this is who they're no, I don't know about full grown man I saw his fucking workout video and like his fucking one pound aerobic uh, water aerobics weights that's you know no shade but they're yeah you know it's an old man an old man is what I mean yeah he's an old cult leader he is his cultish his cultish uh, fucking sensibilities definitely yeah and that's I mean it's the whole thing of just you know he indoctrinates in that way and you look at that and you don't even they're so indoctrinated that they see something bizarre like that a full grown man full grown an old man an old man with his girlfriend hiding from their parents like little kids hiding under the bed or something and it's the same thing of you know buying Steven Crowder's mug so you can take a picture of it and he'll retweet it on Twitter or something right it's just it's all it's all the exact same thing um and it's you know i don't think it's going to change or anything regardless of if youtube phases out or they deplatform people there's always going to be other platforms right like deplatforming does work to a certain extent but it did freak me out in full honesty when the alex jones thing happened there was a part of me that thought when he got to platform from everywhere just how fast it happens and how swiftly it happens like that's um you know these are massive companies to a scale that we necessarily we haven't necessarily seen before um and just in terms of how large they are and just the social kind of power that they bring with them and so i think uh you know there's certainly there's certainly concerns around deplatforming and everything as these tech giants get so so powerful and you know the antitrust and everything starts to become something that you really talked about breaking up these companies or nationalizing parts of them um it's uh like that stuff that stuff can be scary but you know there has to be i truly think uh like you know, I I don't have any answer for, you know, how these things get solved. I think everyone is just kind of watching and seeing what we can do. But I think like more content needs to be created, if anything else, just to be out there to go and find a different community, right? Rather than these other communities, like people like Chapo do a great job of it. You know, other podcasts like yourself or like I listen to like your Kickstarter sucks or those people like that. Um, like just going other places places where you can find community in these same sort of ways where there's jokes and there's comedy and you can make things with other people and have discussions with other smart people online. I think, um, you know, alternative communities are the best way to do it. That's how I think. We don't do jokes on here. No jokes, no jokes, no No satire, no jokes. Papa John, Medal of Freedom, he's got it. The discourse, no jokes, no irony. No jokes, no irony. That's no jokes, no ironies, no whites. No, I'm sorry, no, no Irish. <laughs> no, no whites. Just get them out of here. And facts only. Hashtag facts only, no whites. Hashtag no whites. Hashtag facts. Hashtag no whites. Hashtag 
Irish people go home. Hashtag irony. Next time you see Beto O'Rourke on a table, throw a potato at his ass and knock and knock him down. Like that's like don't donate a, a fucking uh, a five pound bag of potato to the Beto O'Rourke for president uh, campaign uh, <laughs> and give him the dilemma of deciding whether he's gonna you know feed his feed his family or fucking turn it into fucking vodka uh you, the, 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 cla- the classic irishman's dilemma uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh hell yeah no 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 i i don't i don't need anyone canceling me for being like for for everyone's circa, gonna get canceled so well, that's what i'm saying man everyone's gonna get fucking canceled in this culture so no i'm i'm fine with that Honestly, yeah i don't give a shit day, it's just like i'm what you're saying about like creating alternate communities i think that part of that is understanding you know, I guess the, I, just to end that on my end, before you finish off with whatever you have to say, it's like, I understand that, like, as I mentioned about our society being racist and homophobic and sexist, that there is just, maybe I'm a fatalist about it. Like, there's there are certain things you have to concede in terms of, like, what you put out there, where it's like, you can't, you, you have to, at a certain point, beat them at their own game. It's like, you know, like, you have to fight fire with fire. You can't defeat the, the you know you can't defeat the hegemony without is in some ways incorporating parts of that into your own critique you know like that's like that's why i make fun of the far right for being like flabby fuckboys you know it's like like i understand that it might hurt some people's feelings who happen to like you know you know fall into that category of being flabby <coughs> or not lifting yeah, but like yeah. I also understand, like you know, it's it's a necessary evil. So well, you know, if one day I, I'll be glad when they cancel me, to be perfectly honest, it's like I like I want my grandkids if I ever have them to laugh at old Grandpa Chad who fucking who still uses gendered pronouns <laughs> at all. It's like I, I want society to move past me at some point. Where it's like, oh yeah, like you know, Grandpa Grandpa uses gendered pronouns like instead of calling everyone they like what a fucking like what a fucking like millennial piece of shit. It's just like like I want them totally. to have boomer means. I want them. <laughs> Like boomer memes about us where it's just like 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 you know gender reveal party i can't believe that's a thing it's like yeah and that's what that's, that's my dream for the future it's but you know I, so uh i guess we'll close it out any last final thoughts about what we were talking about we're running up on 90 minutes no i mean i guess kind of like you know to what you just said also and i guess like closing sort of thing is just you know there's um like the ambient racism or whatever you want to call it in this country, it just, it's not going to go anywhere. Right. Like that's always going to be here. And just kind of the same, you know, relentless, I guess not even just to say like, it's just, it is a really relentless, hateful agenda that's been here for a long time that isn't going to stop and has only been really exacerbated and put a light on and grown whether it's from the alt-right movement into the idw just kind of where we're at now where some of these people are falling but it's just these things these are like it's not easy to overcome it's not easy to get a lot of people out to vote to make social political change like these things aren't easy so i would just hope that no one takes like it's funny to dunk on all these people and everything and i think a lot of these people are just fucking hacks that are just disposable and there's high turnover like who fucking cares about these people right like they're gonna be gone soon but there's gonna be another one is what i mean like there's gonna be another steven crowder but don't underestimate these fucking people like don't underestimate trump and this whole political movement because you know we gotta get out and actually make things happen uh so whether it's online or offline or anything like don't underestimate them 
because um, they got big bases and they're very loud and uh, they know how to stir shit up and create action from um, hateful rhetoric. So, well, I mean, yeah, that, that's, that's, a, that's a good question. I mean, just to close, I have one more question for you, like not to not to keep you any longer, but like as somebody who spends so much time trolling the alt right, I imagine you you enter you engage with their base more than the average person. Like, I, I sometimes get a few like you know far right, you know the fans of the far right, you know thinkers in my mentions are like, but they're not explicitly there because they're fans of the far right. It's like what has what has been your experience engaging with their fans if you have any? Uh, I mean, I've engaged with them directly also, right? Like I've had like, you know, whether it's email communications with like Cernovich, Loomer, like those folks, um, you know, it's like I've, I've directly talked to them. Uh, and you know, it's also past that it's like, you know, Ben Shapiro at this point has had like, I'm not even exaggerating, like 20 plus hit pieces written about me for talking about, you know, Quebec city stuff, um, with his incitement, the inspiration there, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, and from that, you know, comes a lot of hate from Joe Rogan stuff, got a lot of hate, you know, from their side, just swarms. I'm a little bit immune to it, honestly, at this point. Like, I don't even really care about it. I'm more interested, for instance, when there's a huge slew of, you know, like bashing or something. My bio on Twitter is free speech activist. So if you search free speech activist after I do a viral, like, have a viral thing about Joe Rogan or something, all of the searches are just like, you call yourself a free speech activist, but you want Joe Rogan to be deplatformed. I don't say anything about deplatform. I don't say anything about silencing his free speech, taking his First Amendment rights, whatever bullshit. But it's just, I mean, it's stuff like that, man, where you just kind of can laugh at it. Like, because it's a lot of, you know, I say relentless stuff, but it's a lot of like repetitive things like that, where it's just, this guy, free speech, he hates free speech, though. It must be a satire. Like, it's all, it's, it's that sort of shit right but it's also you know you get i have gotten death threats and everything too but i take all that stuff frankly with a grain of salt maybe i shouldn't but you know it's um just part of the internet also it's internet people if i was a fucking kid doing the internet like i grew up gaming and everything and stuff like that too like man i would be doing the exact same thing probably i'd be out here trolling doing all this stuff to people so i get it it's like that's it's part of the internet but i've certainly gotten a lot of hate and um my community communications directly with some of these folks have been funny i should release that stuff sometime actually like emails and stuff well definitely laura loomer uh prank calls that that was like that was oh god that was a whole oh that's a whole story for another time almost that's like a that was a crazy crazy thing and an elaborate prank that got me a lot of hate also from the left frankly um because there was certainly things that i would have done differently and everything with that for sure um, and been more thoughtful in, you know, uh, how I thought that could affect care and the Muslim community, definitely, and the blowback that could have come from that. I mean, the point was to prove just kind of how the sausage is made and everything, which, you know, maybe wouldn't have changed any minds or anything. But then it got into like Wall Street Journal and it was a whole, it was a whole crazy thing. Um, but I have some regrets from that for sure and would have, you know, I learned a lot from it as well, but was also, uh, you know, uh, a lot of direct interaction with Laura Loomer, um, which was a very dark uh, picture she painted of herself. I'm talking like a lot of texts and stuff. She seems, dep- she seems depressively perfectly honest. Like, you know, like she, like a lot of like... <laughs> 
I, I don't feel bad for her at all. I'll say this like a hundred percent. I lack that capability to feel bad for her. But like based on like the showing up to like outside of Jack's house with like a fucking um a series of like big poster boards, you know, to like to like to to, to, to protest her deplatforming or printing out Louis Farrakhan's fucking like tweets to the you know to protest her deplatforming. Like some of that stuff, like you think like these people are performance artists. Like Alex Jones is a performance artist. You know, like I a hundred percent believe that. Like he's like I don't believe he's genuine. But some people, these people are actually mentally ill, and they just happen to have found like their niche. Whereas like oh, these are people who are mentally ill and should probably be seeking help. And like not that racism is a mental illness, but that they have something else wrong with them. And like they are beat. Then they found like a community. Even the leaders are part of this too. Like, I think Jordan Peterson, etc. They found a community or rather a base of support that rewards them. Like many of us have online for like for our for our bad behavior which you know some of which is like actively bad and some of which is actively harmful some of which is like actively probably the result of some of a need to be you know for therapy but like you know as she paints that picture to me sorry no uh i mean i would say as i mean there is a certain sense of just being a provocateur and thinking of it as kind of performance art or whatever and i'm sure they rationalize it to themselves along those lines to a certain extent but um i will say man uh laura loomer has a deep hatred for muslims that's not just an act or something that's a that was the thing that I came away from it really if there is any kind of hard truth along like there is a lot of just hilarious shit you know of just texts and everything and I will say like she is definitely really lonely and doesn't have any friends right? 100% like you can confirm that but you know she also really hates Muslims and thinks that um you know there are like she thinks Ilhan Omar wants Sharia law to be instituted in the United States if only right? if only like but you know she truly she truly has a hatred and a deep Islamophobia that stems from who knows what uh I will um Here's a little story of Loomer, not too long, but I saw there was a there was a Reddit post from one of my Twitter posts that I got tied into a while back. This was maybe like half a year ago, and someone replied to it, and they had worked with Laura Loomer before she got into the whole media just sphere of whatever she does, you know, being a provocateur, just you know, doing racisms online. And she used to work at a nonprofit and was really sociable and generally happy person. And then she got tied to the whole Project Veritas stuff and, you know, got into conservatism a bit more. And as the clicks went on, as she got more clicks, you know, from doing progressively hating, you know, more sort of just Muslim hate, especially, uh, it kind of, you know, took her down a dark path This kind of how the guy painted the picture. And I've had, you know, for Bernard media and everything, we've had quote unquote moles, which are some far right people that, you know, are somewhat, you know, bigger name that have fed me leaks and scoops and chats, grand transcripts and, you know, done calls and told me stories and everything. And it's just like, man, yeah, I mean, in a Laura Loomer case, she might be a little bit, you know, unhinged, like truly unhinged, right? Like she's been on meds and stuff before. Uh, and you can't feel bad for these people, man, because they're so fucking hateful in the end. But they're also like, you know, they're they're sick people, right? And they love attention and they fucking have a lot of hate in them. Uh, so that's a, that's a little bit about Loomer. But, um, yeah, she's, um, 
it's a it's a dark personal life picture for her for sure. Um, but she's a hateful hateful piece of shit. So who really cares? Like that, like that's like I think that's behind a lot of like the the the, the internal flux that's going around, especially when it comes to like Dave Rubin and Milo and like people attacking Dave Rubin currently right now. Where it's just like the grift is over for a lot of these people, but they're not ready to step out of the limelight. It's like a lot of these people, you know, what separates a good grifter, in my opinion, from like an actual like dumbass or like you know person who's like decide that actually like they're not grifting, they're really important is like knowing when to get out of the grift or having something to pivot into which is why i'm like hey you know benjamin pivoted towards being a weirdo conspiracy guy you know good for him you know that's that's a good pivot that's a a much longer term grift like no one's going to ever prove the earth is actually round to these people you can grift forever on that it's just like but a lot of people like the idw people you know like they're really i hate to say like they're just mad that dave rubin like got got himself a sugar daddy and is like making real money you know while a bunch of them are kind of just like they thought that they'd be able to transform that idw street cred you know in 100k followers on twitter into like actual money and it just did not happen the way they wanted it to totally well i think i think you know you can one thing about all this stuff is what we do online and everything you me anyone like we all watch these people online and it's just you can make our community of people online and just the broader community and people on Twitter and media can make these people get too famous too quickly where it's just tons too much. Right. And you can just get flooded with it online and they will flame out. Right. And they're such grifters that they're going to try to make money off and they will always take the fame and they'll always just humiliate, humiliate themselves to the point where from what I've seen, all these people, all they have left are the hit pieces and they just want the hit pieces because it'll get them views, even though it's just people laughing at them because they're fucking laughing stocks, right? Like they're humiliations. And so it's like, that's all they have left, right? And um, it's it works. Like it's an effective way of kind of getting these, drawing light to these people uh, and kind of getting them out, right? Um, but there'll always be another one. You know, it's kind of what we talked about. So attrition is high, but, uh, you know, there's plenty of other grifters that are narcissist idiots that, uh, you know, will go and make fucking complete laughingstock humiliation fools themselves and um, make a buck and then, you know, go on their merry way, essentially. Absolutely. I think it's a great place to end it. Uh, tell people where they can keep up with your work and thank you for joining us. Uh, yeah, I guess just Nathan T. Bernard um, on Twitter. You can check me out. That's where I post most of the stuff now. Um, so yeah, thanks for having me on. It was cool. Mm-hmm.